ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Wednesday, February 2nd. Happy Groundhog's Day. Happy National Signing Day. Happy Wednesday. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're so full of holidays here. Our phone line is open this hour at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. It is brought to you by White Claw. White Claw, hard seltzer, is made pure. Our text line this hour, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Coming up in the next few minutes, we're going to hear comments from Tony Kemper. His presser was earlier this afternoon. Thundering Herd coming off a tough 77-65 loss at UAB on Saturday. Also fell by 39 points at Middle Tennessee last Thursday, 80-41. to So Tony's going to talk to us about that. We'll hear a little bit from Savannah Wheeler as well. So we'll get their comments later on this hour. We're going to hear from Marshall football coach Charles Huff. His presser is coming up at about 5.30. So we're going to go to that live. We're going to carry it in its entirety. So if you aren't able to go there is a, an event happening at Marshall to celebrate National Signing Day, to reveal who some of the newcomers are, give you an opportunity to meet them. You know, really doing it up pretty nice as far as years past. You didn't have events really like this. This time, you know, Thundering Herd is uh, trying to keep in line and, and trying to keep in pace with other universities, institutions that have similar events like this. So that's what's happening coming up. We will have it for you live, but we have other things we got to get into. I almost wish we had a couple hours to do this because, first of all, the word came down today that James Madison is going to compete as a conference member in all sports offered by the Sun Belt, including football. The official transition date will be July 1st of this year. Uh, that was uh, first uh, issued by uh, Brett McMurphy. That's where I saw it first. And then you know other members of the media cover this nationally were on top of it as well. So uh, that's where I got that from first this morning. Always check Brett McMurphy first thing in the morning. Check Brett McMurphy on Twitter. He, he, he breaks all news. And then later on, a lot of reports uh, coming out. Other members of the media talking to uh, Keith Gill, commissioner of the Sun Belt. You know, he's still holding to on or before July 1st, 2023 for Marshall, for Old Dominion, and for Southern Miss. And again, Conference USA seems to be really pushing back on Marshall and the other programs that are leaving, trying to keep them in Conference USA as long as possible. Of course, they have a contract that they're trying to enforce obligations there. I don't think it's uh, if it's a when this is going to be announced, but I think this is going to have to be announced sooner than later. You got to get a football schedule out. You got to get everything in order. So we'll find out sooner than later. I'm hoping that honestly, I kind of wanted to see Marshall go through Conference USA one more time, especially in football. Just a, a final farewell, maybe with this brand new recruiting class, a, a much better tuned up Thundering Herd. Second year of Coach Huff. I wanted to see what this team could do. That's fine. I'm out. I'm good. Let's do the Sun Belt thing. How many of you really are excited for another year of Conference USA? Nobody. Nobody is excited for this. So hopefully we'll get the word sooner than later on that. Also, big news today. Huge news. Cataclysmic news. Seismic shift here. The Washington football team has finally decided on a name. The Washington Commanders. Sounds like an arena football league team to me. So, the Washington Commanders. And, of course, the helmet with the W on front. I'm not feeling that. That's no. That is dumb. That was not good. I mean, it's one thing to have just one logo on your helmet, just on one side. It's another thing to go with the Noah logo on your helmet. But... Washington, the commanders are taking it to another level. We'll just put the W on the front. I'm all for some nice, unique, fun helmet designs. I'm all for that. I'm good with that. No, not with that logo. So that's what's happening today. Uh, So we want to get to Tony Kemper because we want to get to Coach Huff. So we're going to take our first break. 
Text line is still open to you, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper, Savannah Wheeler, Marshall in action this weekend at the Cam Henderson Center, taking on Old Dominion and Charlotte. We'll talk about it with Coach Kemper when we continue. And still to come, Marshall football coach Charles Huff live. We'll have his presser at about 530. All still to come right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Still to come, we're going to hear from Marshall football coach Charles Huff. He's going to go live here in about 15 minutes. We'll join his press conference. Bring it all to you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host for this edition of The Drive. Had a chance to catch up with Tony Kemper earlier in the afternoon. The Marshall women's team taking on Old Dominion. That's coming up 6 o'clock Thursday, Cam Anderson Center. Marshall dropped a couple over the uh, last uh, few days. Now 11-7, 6-3 in Conference USA. Old Dominion comes into Huntington 15-4, 5-2 in league play. As I mentioned, Marshall dropping a 77-65 road loss at UAB. That was on Saturday. Previous to that, an 80-41 defeat at Middle Tennessee last Thursday. Tony Kemper, his opening statement, one of the things you got from him, he's just happy to be home in Huntington at the Henderson Center. Well, I mean, there was, there was nothing good that came out of Murfreesboro. I mean, that, that, was, that was just a, one of those days that, that hasn't happened a lot and hasn't happened for a long time, but it, that wasn't a pleasant experience for anybody associated with us. Um, so I guess the thing that good that came out of that was we saw a sign for a different town. We got out of there. Um, I thought, we, thought our team responded well at UAB. Didn't respond well enough to win the game, but you know started started that game well. Um, did, we did a lot of dumb stuff, you know, and that that's not to say that UAB wouldn't have made a bunch of shots at the end and beat us anyway. But we, I don't think we fouled a three-point shooter all year. We fouled three of them on Saturday afternoon at UAB for whatever reason. Now going back to that Middle Tennessee game, coach was asked about that fourth quarter scoring only five points, and was that something he had ever experienced? Yeah, he couldn't think of it any time in his career where he had a quarter like that. Well, I don't remember if I've experienced that or not. You know, I, I'm sure we have. I, I don't know. You know, at the tail end of the game that we had played, I don't remember that. You know, or it's been a like I said, it's been a while since it happened. But that that was just it was. We started okay for the first six minutes, and we we hit a lull that I think they get a lot of credit for putting us in that position. They. They played well at all offensive spots, so we didn't have much counter answer. We really couldn't guard them one-on-one in the post, so we had to roll help in there. When we did that, they hit 12 threes, so then you stretch back out and try to guard them out there, and then they go back inside, and we can't guard them in there. So, um, you know, what are we going to do the next time we play them? I have no idea, but we're going to have to try something different than we did. And... uh, you know, there's going to have to be obviously some personal pride much greater when they're in here than what it was over there. And, you know, given our team credit, I haven't really – I haven't coached that group this year that, that we coached at Middle Tennessee. So 40 minutes, let's get rid of that one and move on. And I thought we did for the most part. Had a chance also to uh, talk to Savannah Wheeler, and she was asked about what happened in that fourth quarter against Middle Tennessee. She really said – I mean, honestly – she was kind of baffled. She's like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, uh, last week was, wasn't was the best performance from our team, obviously. Uh, Thursday, I just don't know what happened Thursday. I mean, I know you, I mean, there's just going to be some games you lose. And, you know, a loss like that, I just feel like you should just put that behind you. And you learn from games like that. And uh, we came out against UAB and bounced back a little bit better, but wasn't good enough to get the job done. But... Uh, it was definitely a learning experience that week, and uh, basically what you got to do is just move forward. Uh, you take from those two games, and you learn from the mistakes you may watch a lot of film from it, and you just make adjustments to what you're going to play for next. 
and that's just to get ready for this week. Now, the good news is, despite what happened against Middle Tennessee, the team was able to come back and respond against UAB. Coach Kemper liked his team's response at at UAB, but he said that you kind of outlined a few things. They just missed some shots down the stretch. Okay with the response. Needed to find a way to play better in the fourth quarter. But at the same time, I think you have to, you know, I've, I've given our team credit for making shots in the fourth quarter that we needed to win games. Give UAB credit for making shots in the fourth quarter that they needed to beat us. And I, so I think it's not just us. We played bad, you know, that kind of, that kind of talk. I mean, they scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. They made shots they needed to make. They got the ball where they needed to get it. And uh, they were just cleaner down the stretch than us. And um, good team, you, you've got to be better at the end in order to win them. I was kind of curious to just kind of get from Coach, um, you know, where's this team at? You, know, you lose a couple, even though you played well against UAB, you lose a couple on the road. I kind of want to get a, a sort of a, a temperature check. Where's this team at? Is he pretty happy with where things are? And he said he was. He said he's pretty good with where they're at right now. And he brought up the fact that Old Dominion is going to be a great test to see how his team responds. I'm fine with where we're at right now. Um, Old Dominion is going to put us in a place that's very difficult to respond from because they're good. I hope we do it to them. How are we going to respond with, you know, people in here and the bright lights? I, I don't know. I know how I thought we responded for seven games before Middle Tennessee. And I think to a certain degree we, we went back to being, um, you know, better at UAB. We, they just made more plays than us at the end. Tony Kemper. Thundering Herd in action Thursday, 6 o'clock, Cam Henderson Center, Marshall and Old Dominion. We are standing by, and we'll keep it here. We're waiting for the beginning of Marshall football coach Charles Huff's presser. I think we're uh, about ready to go. Let's go ahead and go to that live. My name is Jason Coyer. I'm the assistant AD for media relations here at Marshall. We'll go a little bit over the uh, the, pro- the process here. Coach Huff is going to uh, speak a little bit with our media, both here in attendance and on Zoom as well, if we have any questions there. Uh, after he's finished, you guys are going to come up one by one. We're going to hit you with a couple of questions, and then you'll be finished when you get up here. And I'll remind you, make sure you state your first and last name for the people here. They have yet to meet you. So, All right, without further ado, head coach, Charles Huff. Um, how's everybody doing? Um, again, I appreciate everybody for, one, being here, and two, kind of going through this process with us that started uh, a little bit over a year ago um, today. Um, so obviously today is a really exciting day. Um, a lot of the young men in this recruiting class were signed in December. Uh, we had four young men that joined today. Um, but as a family, we celebrate today um, as kind of the next step in Marshall University football, the chapter, um, the 2022 signing class as a whole. Um, a lot of really good young men, a lot of really phenomenal families. Um, I think the one thing that I learned through this process is uh, Marshall attracts some really um, phenomenal families, phenomenal young men, character. Um, I think our staff um, did a phenomenal job of building relationships um, through the recruiting parameters that we kind of started with, with COVID and no spring recruiting and getting kids on campus later in the summer all the way down to official visits this summer, um, visits throughout the year, games, um, and then towards the end, um, home visits and kind of finalizing this class. Um, Can't tell you how much I appreciate the staff. Um, I know you guys know our coaching staff has done a phenomenal job, but our off the field staff um, did a phenomenal job. They were the ones that held the glue together. Um, They did a lot of the organizing of where to go, what plane to get on, what plane to get off of, Um, This young man's academics, this young man's favorite food. Hey, this young man's coming to this game. Um, So our staff from Mark Balter, our general manager, um, to Alex Jones, our assistant director of recruiting, um, to Catherine Kennedy, our uh, director of on-campus recruiting, um, and all of our student interns and help did a phenomenal job. Um, Also want to send a thank you to uh, Her Nation. Um, You guys did as much in the recruiting process as us, um, as we identified young men and we developed relationships with young men and strengthened those bonds. Um, You guys did a phenomenal job of um, showing them the true love that Marshall has, the passion, the energy, the enthusiasm. I joke with those guys all the time. I said, you know, when you finally committed to Marshall, you probably found three people that lived next to you that you didn't even know had martial ties. 
Um, and a lot of them said yes. So again, Herd Nation, thank you. Um, this is just the beginning, right? Uh, recruiting great young men does not immediately equal undefeated season. I know everybody wants that, and so do I. Um, but what these young men are going to have the opportunity to do while they're here is develop, um, develop uh, as people, um, develop as students, um, and develop as athletes. And hopefully that development um, is fast. Um, but we're going to do everything we can to give them the best opportunity to succeed. Um, so we're looking forward to a lot of these young men contributing next season. Um, there's a long way before we'll be able to determine who's where and who can do what. Uh, we are in the kind of beginning phases. A lot of these young men are here on campus. Some of them won't join us until June. Um, but as a family, today we celebrate. Um, so with that, I'll open it up with questions. Uh, obviously, recruiting never really ends. But here we are. You know, this last year has been pretty hectic and busy, not only COVID, but your new folks being here, trying to figure out ways to recruit these kids. You know, how, how does it feel now sitting here watching it all come to fruition? You know, I'm really excited more for the staff and the, the entire organization and program. You know, a lot of people um, and I had relationships and we came here as a family. Uh, we joined an unbelievable family. And I think today is just kind of a celebration of um, the two kind of coming together. Um, what Marshall has always stood for, um, what Marshall has always presented families and young men, uh, what Marshall football has stood for for so long. Um, and then obviously the hard work of the people on our staff that we hired, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a marriage of celebration. You know, it's, it's Marshall was already a strong brand, a strong program. Uh, we brought a lot of energy and passion and some different um, ideas, um, a different culture, you know, a different brand of, you know, student athlete, their type of student athlete we were recruiting. Um, so today's kind of like the celebration of that. Obviously we got a lot of work to do. There's some things we did last year in recruiting that we think we can do better. Um, there are some ideas that we have moving forward based on, you know, being here a year and kind of knowing how, um, Marshall works. Um, so we're excited, you know, it's like the celebration of, of one event. Um, but the, the birth of the next recruiting cycle, you know, starts, starts now. And are you, are you shocked at all that this coaching staff was able to recruit the number one recruiting class in program history? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, everything we try to win every game. I know people don't think we do, but we try to win in everything we do. So our goal was to go out and recruit the best athletes, people, character, families, um, all the things that we think will help us be successful on the field. Um, that was our goal. We were very aggressive with it. Um, we were very aggressive in our approach. Uh, we were very thorough in our approach. You know, obviously we dealt with some you know protocols, but we were th very thorough from FaceTimes to reaching out to community members to talking to high school counselors, everything we could do to check, you know, and validate all the things that we saw on film to make sure we're bringing the right people here. So not surprised, um, appreciative of the work that they put in, but not surprised, um, we can, we can still do better. You know, I think we have a very good class, um, somewhere probably the, the best class that they've had around here in a very long time. Um, I've heard one group tell me it was probably the best class in Marshall history. Um, now, how do you measure that, right? If we don't win another game, then, I mean, it was a great class. But I think what we've done is we've, we've put ourselves in position to not only elevate our on-field play, but elevate our character, elevate our academics, elevate Marshall's brand as a whole. Wait, how you were this time last year today? I'm sure this you know a year ago you're kind of learning around town, you're getting settled, but now you got your feet in the ground and you're settled. And it's a lot different from a year ago, isn't it? Yeah, this this time last year I assigned an entire class except one person that I didn't know um, because of the transition, right? A lot of the young men were already signed. Um, those young men have done a phenomenal job. You know, Ethan Payne was already signed in last year's class, and I kind of walked in. Uh, we were able to add one young man to that class. Um, but this year, I feel like I've got a better grasp. It probably took me a year to kind of learn the class that we signed, you know, that first signing class. Um, now I feel like I kind of got a head start because we know these young men. We know their parents. We know what mom's going for. We know what mom ain't going for. We got a chance to sit in these young men's homes. We know how close they are to their, their, their moms or dad, their sisters, their brothers. Uh, we know what makes them tick. Um, they know kind of us a little bit. You know, the, the class before us was kind of signed and you know, they opened their eyes and they had a new coach. Um, but this class chose us. Um, this class chose our mentality. They chose our culture. Um, they chose Marshall. Um, so I think it really gets the opportunity, the difference, 
you know, I was running around trying to be, you know, see every restaurant and do as much as I can to um, meet as many people as I could. But now I got an opportunity to really go out and define what our culture looks like from a recruiting standpoint. Coach, tell us a little more about these four new guys that, that were added today, all four on the defensive side of the ball, a couple high school guys, a couple guys with a little bit of college experience. Just what, what made you go after these particular guys? What do they, what do they bring to the table for you? Yeah, Tom, you just steamrolled Grant. <laughs> I mean, just his question was out there and you just decided, no, nope, not going with it. Um, I'm blaming the audio. Four, Couldn't hear him. I'm sorry. That's all right. These four guys today, um, you know, I'll start Dan, um, Dennis Miller, um, DB out of uh, Creekside in Atlanta. Um, phenomenal athlete, probably one of the best pure defensive backs that I've saw on film. Now, that doesn't mean that he's Deion Sanders, but just pure athleticism. Um, he jumps a 49 triple jump, um, won the state championship. Um, and, and Georgia on the triple jump um, and thinks he's going to get 50 this year easily. Um, so if you talk about a little bit of just athleticism, I tried to triple jump last week when it was snowing. I tried to jump from my car to the step to the house. I did not jump anywhere near 49. And when I hit the ground, I decided that that was not something I was going to do again. Um, but if you just think of the athleticism in a triple jump for a kid to jump 49 and win the state, um, obviously really phenomenal athlete. Um, is going to bring a lot of uh, athleticism to our back end, which creates a lot of flexibility. Uh, can play corner, can play star, you know, can move around a little bit. Obviously, have a huge role in special teams. Um, Eliza Russell, right? You look at him, and he looks like we want our athletes to look long, lean, with a lot of room for growth. Um, you watch him. He's also a, a big-time basketball player. You watch him run up and down the court. I like to see offensive and defense not for how many points can they score in the low paint, but just the athleticism of running up and down the court, changing directions, flipping your body movements, um, all of those things. Um, so he's a phenomenal edge rusher. He's going to bring us some edge presence. Um, if you think of kind of the edge rushers that we've had here, and I'm just talking last year, uh, we probably need more length, right? We, we need guys with a little more length. We've got some phenomenal guys that come off the edge and do some things. We need some guys with a little more length. Um, and then we were able to kind of really – um, comb through the transfer portal. You guys know my philosophy on the transfer portal is somebody in this building has to know the young man or know his family or have recruited him. We try not to go in the transfer portal blind. Uh, we were able to go in there and um, get Anthony Watts, who was a Purdue transfer. Um, our D-line coach, Coach Street, knows half his entire community from Houston um, all the way back to his high school coach, to his little league coach, um, to the guy he picks up chicken wings from on the corner store, um, the, the whole deal. Um, and he was a young man who was at Purdue, uh, played at Purdue, inside guy. Obviously, we need to replace some inside guys when you look at the guys that have departed here. Uh, a big physical athletic, um, can play the shade, can play the three tech, can play the four eye, can play the end. Um, creates a lot of flexibility, and he's played college football at a very high level. Um, so that gives us the opportunity to allow some of our younger guys the opportunity to mature while we still are able to put a good product on the field. Um, then we were able to also go into um, the transfer portal and pick up uh, Isaiah Gibson Jr., a phenomenal SEC defensive lineman from Kentucky. A um, couple coaches on our staff knew his high school coach, um, and he's probably one of the most mature young men, um, has a son. Um, his girlfriend and him are, are, are almost like high school sweethearts, um, has done a phenomenal job since he's been here. You go back and you watch the film, and, and when you go in a transfer portal, you're not looking for um, guys who are on the team. You're looking for guys who are on the field. Um, and both of these young men are on the field. Um, obviously, Isaiah played in, in the SEC. Uh, my time at Alabama, we, we crossed paths, so I've definitely seen him play. He and, and um, Anthony Watts are going to be a phenomenal um, kind of stability inside for us because we need some of that with losing TJ um, you know, to the draft. Jamari's moved on. Um, so we need that. And you think back to the very beginning of the season, I was fired up about how deep and how disruptive our D-line was. Well, as the season went on, we started to lose guys. And then we get to the last game and we're playing with six D-linemen. You know, now, is that the reason we lost the game? No. But over time, when you get into the back end of the season, when you don't have the big guys up front, they wear on you and you watch that game, the last game, 
it turned into the last, you know, eight minutes, they kind of just ran the ball and we kind of just bled out. Um, so being able to fix some of those issues was huge in our, in our class. For guys like Peter and Chase to be able to get in here, obviously uh, the quarterback position is going to be wide open. For them to be able to get in and, and partake in spring ball, how beneficial is that for a quarterback within the system, especially not that it's not for other positions, but especially with, with what you all are trying to do up yeah, I think, you know, we don't have a quarterback right now. We have we don't have a quarterback who has played meaningful college reps. Uh, we have quarterbacks that have been on the team. We've had quarterbacks that have done a phenomenal job for us. Uh, but we are trying to fill that void. Um, for a high school quarterback, um, yeah, you can throw seven on seven. You can throw routes on air. But coming into college early to kind of get, you know, your feet under you to learn the system as a quarterback, you can't just know what you do. You got to kind of know what everybody does. So it takes a little longer to learn that. Then once you learn what everybody does, you got to kind of understand how you can add to that. Uh, with Chase and Peter being here, that gives them an opportunity to do that in meetings, an opportunity to do that in one-on-one -on -one settings. When spring ball hits, they get an opportunity to do that live in spring ball. Um, the other huge piece of playing quarterback is people have to understand that you are the quarterback, not that you are playing the quarterback position. So what does that mean? They got to know that you're going to be on time. They got to know that you have the right maturity. They got to know that you have the right leadership skills. They got to know when something's not right that you'll speak up. They got to know when something goes right, you'll speak up. So now they've got an opportunity to learn that. Well, when you're a freshman, it's hard to come in and speak up when you don't even know what the next day looks like. Um, so the, the time that they get to learn all of that will give them the ability that when we do get into true football, now they can be the quarterback and not just play the quarterback position. Um, I think they're doing a phenomenal job this far. We're about a week, uh, two weeks into uh, workouts. You know, the, the beauty of our program is consistency, right? So once you learn what Tuesday looks like, it's going to be the Tuesday for the rest of your career here. Once you learn what Wednesday looks like. So for the freshman, it's a little new. But again, once they learn it, now I can start to add to it. I can show my maturity. I can show my leadership. I can figure out when do I need to work out a little bit longer? When do I need to study a little bit more? Those types of things. I'm assuming you're a big fan of that, as a lot of college coaches are, because playing different sports, yeah, I think, you know, there's a fine balance, right? Um, you know, I think obviously playing multiple sports, I'm a, I'm a fan of. You play multiple sports, um, you know, you're competing year round. Um, you're in some type of shape year round. Um, each sport, although the movements may be similar, each sport forces you um, to change your body flexibility, change the direction in a different way, different than playing left tackle and running down and playing center. Um, so what it does is it keeps them in a routine and everybody, humans, you know, Tom, Keith, we all need routine, right? We need to have something that keeps us in some type of rhythm. And I think when you play multiple sports, you may not be LeBron James, you know, going on the basketball court as a football player. But what it does is keeps you in a routine, right? I go to school, I go to practice, I go home, I do homework, I come back, I go to school, I do. It keeps you in that routine. And when you do that, that's how development happens. Development happens in routine. It doesn't happen in inconsistency. So you talk about in practice all the time, we talk about taking, you know, the reps, repetition, repetition. Well, that's how development happens. And two sports allows them to stay in repetition. It's not just guys who who have the skill set, but a lot of the backgrounds for some of the kids, you look at Maurice Jones, you look at a, a Trent Bradley, these are football family type kids that you all recruited. How much does that help with people being able to take that step from high school to college? Play? Yeah, I think that's part of our culture, right? There, there's some people that that when I walk in the room at a high school, they, they don't fit with me. I, I don't do negative. I don't do lazy. You know, I don't do guys that are more worried about, you know, what color shoes we wear at Marshall than, than playing football. And that's fine. Those things are fine. Um, but I do think there are a lot of families and players that our culture, myself, my coaches do attract. And the ones that we attract are usually tough. They're usually good character kids, um, athletic. Um, they usually understand the meaning of hard work. A lot of our guys have a story about how they've worked to get to where they are. Um, so I think when you're recruiting those types of young men and those types of families, although they may not be the same, I think they attract to who we are. We attract to what they are. And as we learn to, as we get to learn who they are. So, uh, just the numbers, uh, meaning bringing in the number of what do these guys mean to you as not only uh, players, but as just young men that you're also bringing in? 
Yeah, I mean, as a coach, you don't play favorites, right? But, I mean, this is like my first class. I mean, these are the guys that chose me with no record, no head coaching record, no head coaching experience. Um, they chose me and our program and Marshall um, combined um, before anybody else did, right? Hope 50 years from now, and I'm still recruiting Marshall classes. You know, the 50th class would be important to me because, but th these guys are, are special. Um, they're, they're our first, um, they're our first uh, recruits. They're our first commits. They're our first full class. Um, so I think ultimately uh, we have a little bit more sense of, we, we really need to see these guys develop. Why? Because if this, these guys develop, they'll tell the next group. If these guys, you know, have success in the classroom, they'll tell the next group. Same thing. The guys on the team that we spent a year with, they told this class. You know, so it, it really helps, you know, moving forward. Their ability to develop, their ability to have success really creates a lot of opportunities for us to recruit really other really good young football players. All right, we're going to hit the Zoom. Uh, Tom, do you have any questions for Coach Huff? Yeah, Coach, this is the first time we've – Gotten to chat since the uh, the news came out the other day that Clint Trickett was going to be promoted to offensive coordinator. I know Clint was heavily involved in uh, recruiting a lot of these guys coming in today. Just what made him an attractive candidate for that job, and and what does he really bring to the table as an offensive coordinator at Marshall? Yeah, I think you know obviously Clint um, and his family in this state um, has has a phenomenal history, right? Um, I think Clint, one, has played the position uh, of quarterback at a very high level, uh, which to me, which means his intelligence and understanding of the game from a quarterback position um, is really good. I also think Clint has a really good knowledge of our system, right? Uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure, even when I hired Clint, I try to hire guys who ultimately can move up in the organization. Um, we can go out and we can hire uh, Sean McVay, right? Everybody says, oh, go hire, uh, go get a coordinator. Well, if I hire Sean McVay, one, I can't pay him. Two, he's going to come in and he's going to run and run his system. His system has different terminology. So our guy is going to have to learn a brand new terminology, a brand new system, a brand new adjustments. Think back to when we brought Lance Guidry in last year. Our defense started a little slower. Why? Defense is defense, right? Four downs, four down, cover six is cover six. Well, it's a different philosophy. It's different terminology. It's a different system. So it takes time for players to fit into those systems. So instead of going out and hiring some big name offensive coordinator with flashy stats and all that, why would you do that when you have that in-house? Clint had a lot of input in our uh, offense last year with Coach Cramsey. Um, Clint has obviously, you know, played quarterbacks. So him being able to coach the quarterbacks and develop the quarterbacks from a fundamental and technique standpoint is something that he'll be able to do. Um, Clint has coordinated before. A lot of our, when I say our, Clint and I's background um, are similar um, based on his trajectory and my trajectory. We kind of merged uh, with kind of what Alabama is doing when Lane Kiffin was there and when Lane left, um, it kind of kept it the same. But one of the things I learned from, from Coach Saban was when you change coordinators, you keep the system the same because it's easier for 10 coaches to learn new verbiage than it is for 125 players. So it really just made it easier being that Clint was already in-house, already had a relationship with the players. Our players don't have to learn a new coach and what is he going to do when I do something wrong? How do I ask him a question about life? You know, how do I ask him a question about anything but football? You know, is Coach Trickett approachable? They know all those things. Um, our building right now is probably the healthiest it's been since I've been here. And that's not just from a physical standpoint. Um, emotionally, um, guys are coming through the office. Guys are saying, Coach, man, it just feels different this year. It just feels different. Uh, guys are the team says we feel different. And that doesn't mean that it was bad last year. It takes time to build relationships. It takes time to get comfortable. It takes time to know Okay, who can I trust? Who can I go to when I have an issue? And Clint really helps us keep that continuity in place. All right, Dave, you got the last one. All right, Coach, uh, what impact did knowing that you've got a lot of guys who have that extra COVID year um, and, and the transfer portal have on the parameters you set for your recruiting class this year? Yeah, actually, it, it, made, it made it a little bit tougher um, because when the year ends, now you got to kind of that swing period where you're saying, okay, we got to give guys a chance to sign up to coming back. Um, or side they're going to move on. Um, how many high school scholarships do we offer, assign, and take? Um, if this guy leaves, we got to replace him with a, a guy that's played a little bit. 
Um, so it made it a little bit of a challenge. Um, but what I did, I do think is it allowed us to keep our depth close to where we wanted. We had a lot of guys come back. That means we're doing something right inside the program. These guys could have walked away. Um, brand new coach here a year. These guys could have walked away. We had a lot of guys come back. Uh, we had a lot of guys move on, uh, meaning, hey, I see I can probably get a better opportunity to play somewhere else. Um, and we were still able to sign a full class. And I think we ended up signing 31 guys. Um, so we're going to have 31 new football players come this August. Um, obviously, there's going to be growing pain. Some of them have played college football before. Some of them never have. Um, but I do think it gave us an opportunity to keep our depth in line, if that makes sense. Good. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Um, I know everybody wants to know, Coach, what are you doing with the other coaching positions and all of that? As soon as we have clearance from HR and the people above me, we will have a Zoom and you guys can talk to the new wideout coach, the new DB coach. You can talk to Coach Trickett. Um, you can talk to all of those guys. But obviously, we want to do things in protocol and do it the right way. Um, but you guys will get an opportunity um, to speak with the new coaches and new staff members um, once everything is cleared from the top down. So, Thank you guys again. Uh, appreciate everything you guys do for Marshall, uh, Marshall football and our program. Uh, go hurt. All right. We're going to hang out and see just what happens here. Just a second. Uh, Jason Corey, our uh, media relations back on stage. Right here. We're going to we'll run through this here. All right. Players are going to be brought up one by one on stage and introduced. Uh, so as soon as uh, they are uh, up on stage, we'll go back to it. And here we go. Anybody have any questions? Everybody. All right. Uh, I'm Isaiah Gibson from uh, Springfield, Ohio, transfer from Kentucky. Isaiah, for you, what was it about Marshall? What was it about Coach Huff that, that made you want to come around? Uh, so I went to transfer portal on the December 9th. And I think he hit me up like uh, like the same night, and like he just he was he was just on it. And like him and Coach Street, they was like the first people to uh, contact me, like let me know like you got a spot, you got a spot here if you want it. Just uh, let us see your film, let us see what you're about, and then. Uh, I just like the relationship. And then, like, I got in the portal on the 9th. I was here on, like, the 13th. So, like, they made it an effort to uh, get me down here and come talk to everybody, see what the campus is like, uh, get a feel for everything. And then uh, I really just bought into what they were saying, and I just felt like uh, I could trust them, and I just felt like it was time for a new start. Did it make it kind of easier? Yeah, obviously, you've been in the SEC. You know, yeah. the Coach Huff brings an SEC flavor to this football team. Yeah, I mean, it made it easier. And then, uh, like, knowing Coach B.A. and then Coach Street, um, just knowing that I could come in here and then uh, try to make impact off day one. And then uh, just knowing that my success from here on is on me 100% and that uh, I can't really depend on nobody anymore. Like, it's, it's go time. First name, last name. Isaiah Gordon from Daytona Beach, Florida. Isaiah, I'm just going to ask this because we've been battling this all day. There's like three Isaiahs in this recruiting <laughs> class. Like, how do, you, how do you all keep it straight? And is it kind of funny with uh, with having some Isaiahs in class? Uh, people just look at me as the cool one. So <laughs> that's that. <laughs> no, for you, what what was it that, that Marshall brought to the table that, that really made you uh, love this program? Uh, really, when I took my OB, it was just the atmosphere I came and it felt like first day I was already building a camaraderie with other players that were coming and they were just committing left and right. It felt like this is the place I just needed to be. Next. Chase Harrison from Central Ohio. Chase, for you, obviously, uh, I think you and I talked at uh, some point last year. What was it about Marshall for you that, that stood out? I know, obviously, with this offense, it's got to be an exciting one. And, and obviously, you've got to know Pete and Cole and some of the other guys around here. Um, I think it was pretty much everything, the fan base, the coaches, the players on the team. I mean, right when you show up, they're all loving. Um, they're all great role models. So I think it was kind of everything played into it. It's just a, a perfect role and something I want to be a part of. How important was it for you to be able to get her early, especially with the situation at the quarterback position? Did, did that sort of solidify that, yeah, I'm going to get in there early. We're going to take part in spring ball and we're going to hit the same run. For sure. It's uh, definitely an exciting opportunity, but at the same time, when you show up, everyone's a fresh start. So it's uh, all back to zero. So it's whoever's the best and uh, whoever works the hardest. So I, I'm excited. Tom, you got anything? Great, covered what I had. Leon Hart, Miami, Florida. So I get back to a little bit I talked about, you know, 
a lot of the players in this class have football backgrounds, have families that have been immersed in it for so long. For you personally, you know, what has that helped you to to make this ascent uh, from high school to college? Uh, for me, uh, my family, we never uh, played college football, college sports. So I'm the first, and it feels uh, pretty good to be here. Well, for you coming here, what what was the feel like on your visit? I know a lot of these guys talk about the atmosphere, the feel, and, and some of the energy that, that I get to see is from Coach Huff, from, you know, Coach uh, Ashford B.A. coming in. When you talk to guys like that on your visit, what what is the, the central key that really sticks out in your mind? Uh, the winning mentality. Uh, they practice like they want to win, and I want to be a winner, so I came to join the winners. Thank you. Kobe Henderson, Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's try it again. A little louder here, please. Jacoby Henderson, Charlotte, North Carolina. Jacoby, for you, I know that, you know, you look at this team and, and obviously uh, offense gets a lot of focus, but that defensive end is just as up-tempo as what the offense is. How how exciting is it to, to get to be a part of, of a program that emphasizes that, that speed and athleticism or what's that? Um, it's really important. You know, Coach Hub, whenever he brought me, he told me he was like, they're trying to come in and we're trying to start something new. So I'm glad I can come in and start something new on a real good defense. I know that this is going to be sort of an outside reference, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus, was, was at Mallard Creek uh, a few years before what you were. Do you have any ties with Marshall between, you know, the Mosses and things like that? No. Um, I played his son my senior year uh, to Kai, but that's the only, that's the only Moss I played in. Trent Hall or Lake Shore, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think this is a great place. Obviously, they got the uh, up north mentality, obviously, with Coaches Morrissey doing. Uh, he's bringing a great mentality in the room. And I mean, it's kind of just go hard at everybody. And I mean, I think it's going to play out for itself with how we practice and how we work out. Trent, for you, you've been on this field before, if I'm not mistaken. You're on the <laughs> other side back coming in. What? First off, what was the memory like of that game? I know that uh, I know how some people around here feel, but but at the same time, did that game help you to end up at Marshall University? Um, that definitely gave me a, a good reference because obviously I've been up here uh, driving. We drove through campus. Um, I got to play on the field, but I mean that memory is long gone. I mean it was good while we were here, but I'm not on that team anymore. It's a good start here. So, I mean, it's time to start something new and time to start winning some ball games. I got to ask you, like, when you're introducing yourself to some of the some of the veteran players <laughs> and things like that, how difficult is yeah. it to just be like, yeah. I'm yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, they asked me if I was on the team this year and I got to go through the same thing. Like, yeah, I was the one. We, we beat y'all. But, I mean, I'm not on that team anymore. We're on. I'm on play for Marshall now. So, I mean, that's where I am now. Thank you, Trent. That's a uh, – can, can I get one in? Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Trent, as a guy in the transfer portal, what makes Marshall – an attractive destination for you in particular, or just maybe in general, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I had a couple of boxes I wanted to check whenever I was on the portal. Um, and Marshall was really the only one that fit all my boxes. So obviously it was a no brainer, obviously. And, you know, I, I didn't have any regrets, um, you know, hit coach Morrissey and uh, coach Huff. I mean, they got me here. They obviously want to start something. So I'm just happy to be here. Hey, how everybody doing? Uh, Kaylin Laboring uh, from Virginia Beach, Virginia slash Norfolk, Virginia. Kaylin, uh, joining a running back room that's already um, has a couple of pieces that have already shouldn't be productive. You know, how do you feel like coming to Marshall, you can fit in that locker room as well and uh, be productive? Well, I'm a produ I feel like I'm very productive at what I do. Uh, I'm very good with my hands. I feel like I'm a great blocker. Also, make you know, I'm a good runner as well. So I feel like I'll fit fit in just fine. You look at, at uh, you know what Coach Huff likes to do, and everybody talks about the passing game. But you look at what Rasheed did in this offense last year. Was was that attractive to you coming to Marshall? Yeah, I like how he used you know multiple backs, and Rasheed's a good running back. But I know I can help as well. How y'all doing today? My name is Isaiah Norman, and I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. What I like to call Memphis, Memphis. <laughs> Isaiah, are you are you all gonna put like same thing I asked? Uh, which one was it, Jordan or one of them early? Are you all gonna put last names on the helmets that way? There's no confusion for coaches coming in with all these guys. <laughs> I feel like we should. I feel like it's gonna work itself out. I'm the cool one, by the way. <laughs> Is that something y'all are going to talk about during spring practice? Probably so. Probably. No, no, for you, I know that there have been a couple guys from Memphis that have come to Marshall. Are you familiar with any of those guys? And um, I'm familiar with Eli Neal. Okay. 
I didn't have any prior knowledge of knowing him. I'm older than him, so he was a class below me. But, you know, it's, it's good to find somebody here, here that's from home, really, because I'm far from home. I'm eight hours. Yeah. Coming to Marshall as well, uh, what kind of part does scheme or anything like that play uh, in your decision, especially for a DB? So, with that, I've been playing for college football for five years, and once you learn is that it's the same thing, it's just different terminology after a while, and, you know, it's the, the, um, the concepts of the game don't change. So, it wasn't that much of a um, challenge for me. I also had Coach Bowman here before he left, and, you know, I was with him back in high school, so he helped me, you know, with the defense as well, and I get, I feel like I get a pretty good grasp on it. So that, that familiarity, you mentioned Coach Bowman, and what Coach Morrissey there for for a little bit. Yes, later. sir. So how does that how does that help coming into a situation like this? Like you said, you're eight hours from home, but at the same time, there's a family too. It makes it feel a lot more comfortable, you know. With a lot of football, with football, is a lot of uncomfortableness you have to go through and adversity you have to go through. And, you know, I've been through a lot of adversity in my past institution, and I've just learned to, you know, go along with it, deal with it, find people that you know that can help you and make you feel more comfortable where you are. Thank you. Hello, my name is Brian Robinson from Palm Beach County. Brian, for you and Kayla and coming here, did you all talk about this coming, you know, into the situation and how much more comfortable, sort of like what Isaiah was just talking about, does it make it more comfortable having a former teammate that, that you're able to come here with? Yes, sir. Me and Kayla never had a conversation of going to Marshall University. We just paid on our own. But, yes, it feels more comfortable having a, a former teammate here at another university. When you watched Marshall's wideouts last year, what what stood out to you about this offense and what are you looking forward to the most, getting on the field in spring and, and taking part in drills with them? Coming to a great recruiting class, like a great receiver room, I feel like it just creates the more value, more competition, and it's going to raise the um, standard. I want to ask as well, um, how important was it for you personally uh, to get here for spring to get yourself accustomed to the offense and just get playbook? Coming in early, I feel like it's very important learning in the playbook and getting a grasp of the, the culture here and really just getting a, a – with the players and the coaches. Especially with the time, but with quarterbacks, uh, you got, you know, Chase and Pete in this class with you coming in early. How important is that for you all to, to sort of get to know each other and build that chemistry that time? Creating the bond is very important. Me and Peter and the other quarterback, Chase, bring throwing around. So two good, great quarterbacks. Jalen Slappy, Columbus Jalen, for you, he's more academic, correct? Yes, sir. How, how familiar with Tavion Kenzie are you? Yeah, we we really cool. He came in before my freshman year, so I just know he's really good at basketball. I met him the last time I came here, so yeah, we really did two like two major athletes to come out of that uh, school, really. So it is real good. Your familiarity with Tavion, his route here, did that play into you coming to Marshall at all? Yeah, when I made my decision, kind of it came it came in. My head coach talked to me about it. He said it would be. It was, he said it would be cool for us to both go in there, even though he's good. He might go to the NBA this year, so. Yeah, it made it made it made a big part in my uh, decision commitment. So. For you, I know that the Marshall's offensive line lost a bunch of, of you know key contributors from last year. Being able to get in here early and get to work and, and sort of solidify your spot within that offensive line and, and work with Coach Morrissey. How how vital was that for you? It was real. It was real good. I feel like Coach Morrissey played a big part in this. He really the coach I really talked to the most out of my whole recruiting process. And I'm just glad to be a part of Five Strong, really. So I'm just ready to come in in the June. So in June. Thank you. Hope everybody's doing good. My name is AJ Turner from Hampton, Virginia. AJ, what's uh, what's the feel like getting ready for your first spring ball or getting ready for you know college football in general and, and coming into a program that's that's looking to take that next step no matter what conference they might be in uh, in the fall. Yeah, it feels great, especially to be here early as a young guy. I'm happy to get into the program, get everything I need to know, learn the plays, get stronger, faster. So by the time spring ball come, I'll be ready to go. When you look at, at the coaching staff, and it, it's across the board on the offense, the experience that they've got, whether it's playing, whether it's coaching, it's got to be pretty exciting for guys. And oh, yeah, exactly. Especially um, my running back coach being Coach Lockett. You know, he's coached the best of the guys. He has all the tools. He makes sure to give the running backs all the tools that we need to be successful, and I appreciate that. For, for I mean, the Hurt fans who maybe didn't get a chance to you know, watch all of your houses film, uh, what kind of unique skills or just uh, – you get some unique skills that you bring to the table as a running back. Yeah, something I bring to the table. So I'm a taller back. So you know they like to, they like to dive for the legs, and I I like to hurt them. I like to I like to jump over the um small defensive backs that let to just dive at the feet. So that's one thing.
Hello, Anthony Watts from Houston, Texas. Anthony, for you, obviously, uh, you know, getting to Marshall and what's it like going through the portal and going through that process and then having coaches reach out to you? What was it about Marshall that stood out once you had that chance? I mean, obviously, you know, um, like Coach Huff said, um, it was a great relationship between Coach Street and the people that he already had a relationship with played a big part in my um, high school career and just looking up to guys that he didn't coach and stuff. So just hearing about how he handled things, how he handled players, it just made me look at things from a different perspective. Look at this defensive line. Obviously, they, they were pretty deep, went you know, two, three lines even deep last year and, and, you know, rotating guys in all the time, things like that. And it, it seemed like that defensive group before the injury set in really sharpened each other. Is that mm -hmm. something that y'all look forward to doing this year? Um, yes, sir. I'm, I look forward to getting um, with the guys, just bringing my type of play, my type of energy, um, my experience, leadership, and just fitting in as best as I can. Thank you. My name is Quentin Williams from Charlotte, North Carolina, transferred from the University of Miami. For you, uh, you know, obviously, just like Anthony, just like Isaiah, you all are guys that have seen it at the highest level and have some experience. How important is that experience for you three coming into a situation at Marshall in which you're looking to, to make an impact there? Um, knowing those type of situations during a game, it's like really a level of calmness. Everybody around you doesn't know what to do in a situation. If you're a um, younger guy or a guy that hasn't played in a high level, um, any situation, just keep our head, keep calm during the game, and we can really um, direct it for guys who play at that level. You no, know, you know, when you look at, at you know some of Marshall's players that, that have uh, you know been through here, what what is it that, about this program that excites you the most? Really, um, really the defensive side of the ball, um, making impactful plays during the game, switch the whole game around, um, momentum changes, you know, making big plays and celebrating with my teammates. This is live coverage of Marshall's National Signing Day presser. Peter Zamora, Deerfield Beach, Florida. Peter, you've been one of the most vocal guys on social media about your commitment and almost once you committed, it seemed like you were trying to recruit guys for this program. What's the excitement level to finally get here and, and uh, you know, stamp your name at Marshall? It's a dream come true. Um, getting here early um, for spring ball and building an early camaraderie with the guys um, is definitely a bond that will last forever, hopefully. You and Chase getting in here early. Obviously, this is a tough transition for, for any quarterback, but both of you are sort of going down the same path and, and trying to build yourself into college football, uh, you know, starting quarterbacks. How do you all help help each other out through this next few, uh, few months? We definitely help each other out. Um, just getting a feel of college life, just getting through things, whether it's waking up on time or pushing each other in workouts, saying that at the end of the day, when we hit that field, you can't spell compete without Pete. I saw that your 40 yard dash time was. Uh, I definitely see it as an asset um, to do third and five, get that, uh, get my couple yards and get down, or just pocket mobility or just extending the play. It's not something that I bank on, but it's something that I bring to the table. All right, Tom, last one. Pete, you're one of the, the first guys in this recruit, recruiting class, like Grant said, you're really bought in, big cheerleader on social media. But what was it about Coach Huff and Marshall and this coaching staff that, that really got you all in so early? I bought into what they brought. That was new. They said they're changing the culture, and I believed it. And they had a – Huntington, West Virginia already has a, a rich culture, has a, has a lot of things, good, good things going for them. And um, uh, I saw nothing but great things coming to Huntington. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks very much for coming, everyone here. Guys, appreciate your cooperation there. Thank you. All right, that is Marshall's National Signing Day press conference. Heard from a lot of the new commits. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and we will wrap this up. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.